Hey everybody, welcome back to another week at Faith Over Fear. Hope you guys had a good weekend. I hope last week the message spoke to you a little bit. I know it was a shorter episode, so I hope that you guys took time to go back and listen to um, our sermon at Foundation Church, talking about kingdom mentality. And I know that as we get into the year with Faith Over Fear, that's kind of the theme that we've been going with. And so I hope you guys found time to listen to that sermon. It spoke to me, spoke to my family, and so I hope that it spoke to you guys. Before we get into this week, I would like to bring up the Talking Jesus Tall as we are partnered with these guys. Um, a couple weeks ago, we got to sit down with the CEO, Dave Morrow, and what they're doing over there is, um, it's just, it's awesome. It's a great product for, to- uh, for kids. It's a toy that can teach kids what Jesus said. It's teaching them the red letters. And I love what they say on their website. Teach your kids before someone else does. And so guys, I'm telling you, this is a great product. All three of my kids have one. They sleep with it every night. My daughter, we can listen to her in the monitor every so often in the mornings at like 630 in the morning. We can hear her playing with this and just laughing and hugging and, and loving on Jesus. And so guys, I'm telling you right now, this is a great product. If you've got kids, grandkids, maybe you work at a, a preschool or a nursery at a church, Go to jesusdoll.com forward slash faith or fear and use promo code faith or fear to get 10% off. And guys, I want to encourage you if you're thinking about it, uh, we've had a lot of clicks. We've seen about, I think between 40 and 50 clicks in the last couple of weeks. If you're on the fence about it, I'm telling you guys, go ahead and get one now because Easter's coming up and they're going to sell out fast. So if it's something that you guys are thinking about, go check it out and get you one. Getting into this week, you guys are probably wondering who this beautiful woman next to me is and, uh, I'm lucky to say that it is my wife. And so this week, um, I'm going to let her kind of lead off with a little bit of the topic. And then we're, and then I'm going to share where we're at and, um, right now in our family and kind of share some scripture for you. But um, this week, we're going to be talking about worry and anxiety. And so my wife being a worry ward, I thought would be a great idea to get her on here and start with this. I'm just kidding. That was a joke. <laughs> but she kind of is a worry ward. So. Um, it's kind of funny because you were like, oh, I think I'm going to talk about worry this week. And I was like, just quick to invite myself onto your podcast. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'll do it with you. <laughs> well, I'm okay with that, guys. I'm going to be honest with you. Get into this weekend, I actually kind of, I had no idea what to talk about. I had no idea what I felt like God was wanting to share with us. And so we've kind of been going through something in the last couple of weeks that has really tested our, I'm not going to say it's tested our faith, it's mm-hmm. tested our patience. And we've really had to learn to put our worry and our anxiety on, on the Lord. So, yeah. with that being said, um, I'm gonna let you take it away. I know that the, you spend time in the Word every morning, and I know that it was something in. Yeah, I feel like worry and anxiety is something that I've been learning, um, kind of diving deeply with the Lord into um, maybe the past. How old is John? Five years? Six years? Yep. He's gonna be six this year. So when John was about. 18 months old. Yeah, I think he was 16 months. Actually. He had a double ear infection and it's nothing new to us. Like our kids have had ear infections before. We've never, you know, it was just kind of one of those things like, oh, let's take him to the doctor. We'll get him his amoxicillin and, you know, we'll, he'll be able to kick it in a couple of days. Um, well, he spiked a really high fever and his body shut down, his brain shut down, and he ended up having a fibrial seizure and we had to rush him to the emergency room, which was a really traumatic experience for our whole family. And um, ever since then, I've really felt like the the weight and the burden of worry on my heart, even in just like small, silly circumstances, it could be like worrying about what's for dinner, but like it's just so blown out of proportion, very irrational in my life, um, just really ever since then. And so I feel like the Lord's kind of, you know, the Holy Spirit's come alongside me and really taught me how to overcome this and has um, revealed scripture to me to help me kind of combat this. And I think there's some 
practical ways that we can overcome worry in our lives. And there's just like a, like a practical step by step that I think we're going to share today that will help maybe some of y'all if you're a worry wart like me. And, um, but the first thing that I kind of wanted to well, read, let me, let me chime in real quick. So I, I think too, like, so for us, unfortunately, it was a situation like that with our, like yeah. I said, our, our middle child, our youngest son. Um, but really just as being his parents, like, you know, I didn't, I didn't worry growing up. Like that wasn't anything that I ever, I don't know if maybe, I mean, obviously men and women are different, so I don't know if it's something different, but like ever since, you know, I've taken the leadership role of, you know, being married and then having kids, I think that worry is something that really actually seeps into parents' lives and and into their hearts and into their minds because we're responsible for these children and we love them, right? I mean, and, and so, you know, when they go to school for the first time and you're worried or when you lay them down in the crib for the first time in the room or you let them go play with a friend for the first time, there's all these things that go through your mind and, and we get it as parents, we get it. And, um, sometimes it does come in something super traumatic, like our experience with John John. And sometimes, sometimes it's just the little things in life. I know that, you know, when our, when our kids started school, like that was one thing that we, we started thinking about, like, well, man, what, what's going to happen? He's not going to be mm-hmm. with us. Like he's, this is the first time that he's, like we're trusting someone else to go, you know, yeah. take care of our children. And so I think that worry just as parents in general, I know can just be hard to combat. And so. Mm-hmm. And I think worry manifests itself differently in different seasons of your life too. Like for us, like we're in the thick of parenthood, you know, we've got three little kids and there's a lot to worry about, but I think too, it could come in, you know, finance, like you worry about your finances, you worry about your health in different seasons of life as you, you know, sometimes if you're progressing in age and you start to worry about health issues and, or even like a parent that's elderly, you know, it could, it, it could be different in different seasons. Um, but I kind of want to just read, um, in Matthew six, Jesus talks a lot about worry. Um, but there's one verse, Matthew six thirty three, and I think it's pretty familiar to most believers, you know, seek first the kingdom of God. Um, but the Passion Translation, uh, it, it words it in a way that has really kind of changed my perspective on worry. It says, so above all, constantly seek God's kingdom and his righteousness, then all these less important things will be given to you abundantly. And that's something that I've really had to put into practice, especially over the last couple of years, like seek first the kingdom. Well, what does that look like in like your daily life? Well, for me, it looks like getting up at, you know, six, six thirty, um, trying to get at least a half an hour in, in the word and in prayer and in worship time before my kids come, you know, stampeding down the stairs and asking for breakfast. Like for me, it's just taking the time to give the Lord the first fruits of my day and, um, knowing that he'll take care of the rest. You know, there's a, there's a kid's song that says he's got the whole world in his hands. And that for me comes into my mind a lot, as silly as it seems, but like he does, you put him first, you give him the first fruits and he's going to honor that in your daily life. Um, not just with the small things, but with the big things, like through big, uh, family transitions, kind of like what we've been going through. Right. I want to actually throw in Philippians. I'm going to go ahead and jump in with that because I think this ties in greatly with what you just said. And so Philippians four, Verse four through seven, it says, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. And this is, I think, what ties in so perfectly starting in six. It says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition 
with thanksgiving, present your requests to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And I think a lot of that, like a worry also comes, I think, at least for me anyways, you know, we as individuals, we always come up with these crazy scenarios in our heads of how things are going to play out or what's going to happen and what this person is going to say that or that person is going to say this. And like we create worry in ourselves, right? And I think yeah. that kind of ties into what I, I was we saying. We could be our own worst enemy there. Absolutely. And I think that's part of what I talked about last week in kingdom mentality when it talks about, you know, delivering yourself from the evil one and praying that mm-hmm. over your life because when you're not delivered from the evil one, what happens is is you give in to temptation, you give in to these thoughts and you give in and from that sin is born mm-hmm. and sin gives birth to death. Mm-hmm. And so I think that, you know, when it says here, guard your hearts and your it, it the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And so I think that, you know, as you pray, and right here it says prayer and petition, I think that guarding your heart and your, your mind from those thoughts before worry even can grow off those is you're guarding your hearts first because you're starting with prayer and petition. Well, you know, you're talking about guarding your heart. It kind of made me think of like the armor of God, like you have to be really intentional about putting on your helmet of salvation and, and your belt of truth. Like you have to equip yourself, you know, you're get you, we're in spiritual warfare day in and day out. And I think it's important to really like intentionally equip ourselves with the word of God. There's just nothing more important than knowing the word, hiding it in your heart and uh, being prepared. But what you were talking about in, or what you were reading from, Philippians mm-hmm. just now. I like this verse and it's carried me through a lot of different seasons of worry and anxiety um, and even depression, like just some different seasons I've walked through in my life. I like it because it's really practical and it gives you like the word gives you a step by step process as far as how to overcome some of these worries as, you know, little or as irrational as they may seem. Like first and foremost, it says, don't worry about anything. I know it sounds a lot easier said than done, but how do we not worry about anything? Like walk into the next step, pray about everything. Just come before the Lord and say, Father, this is really heavy on my heart right now. I don't really know how to respond in this situation, um, but this is what I'm going through, um, which is kind of kind of ties in with step number three in my mind. Like tell God what you need. Lord, I need to overcome this. Um I need, I need this, these financial changes in my life. I need this job change in my life. Lord, this family circumstances, I need this to change in my life. Um, so you're kind of surrendering that over to the Lord. It's kind of like where the word talks about cast your cares on Jesus because he cares for you. That's actually what you're doing is you're saying here, Jesus, this is what I'm giving to you. Um, because we have an inheritance of peace that he'll give us in return. But I like the last step. Most of all, it says thank him for all he's done. And I think it kind of puts our hearts in a posture to, to be thankful for what we have. And I think that's something that I've been practicing too, is how to more so have a heart of gratitude than complaining. And I think it shifts your perspective, you know, cause you're not so focused on what I'm worrying about, what could happen. What if, what if, what if it, it focuses on thank you Lord for what you have done. It focuses your perspective from self to the father. So with that, then, I guess we'll start into 
why the topic of worry for this week. And so we're going to share a little bit of what we're going through as a family. And listen, before we get into this, I'm not going to sit here and like, this is not the things that we're worried about is not, you know, a major crisis. This is not nothing like life or death. It's nothing like that. So before you guys think that, Oh my gosh, these guys are going through, no, listen, (laughs) we live a, we live a blessed life and I'm not even going to sit here and pretend that we don't. We've been blessed in every step of our lives. That doesn't mean it's been easy. It doesn't mean that we haven't gone through, you know, our own struggles. But, um, I think I've mentioned this a couple of times now. We've, we've put our house on the market and there's a house here in Morsel that is just our dream home. It's on some land. It's out kind of out in the outskirts of town and right across the street from a farm. It's quiet. It's peaceful. And it's kind of more like how I grew up. Um, not, I don't think it's more, it's not like how you grew up. No. Um, but you know, right now we're in a neighborhood and listen, we have been blessed with the best neighbors, um, with kids who love our kids. Yeah. They've got good friends with them now. Yeah. Um, it has nothing to do with the people that we live around. We just, we're ready to be out of a neighborhood. We just have a dream. And, and you know, we wanted to try to surrender that to the Lord. Correct. And so, you know, our offer, and, and I could go into this, you know, in detail, but I won't, but our offer on a, this home that we want to go to, it was accepted and we just felt like it was God's will. We felt like yeah. we were walking up the path of God and, you know, it was contingent on one thing. And that one thing was us selling our, our home. House. Right. Well, we're on, we're on day 21, 22, something like that on the market. And we don't have any offers. Um, you know, obviously everyone knows that the market's a little bit, um, you know, it's not like it was a year ago and we know that. And, um, but we also know that, that God's will is perfect and that everything's in his time. And so when I said that our, you know, we've been tested a little bit, our patience has been tested. And here's the thing. It might not happen. We might not sell our house and maybe this wasn't the right time for us to move. Um, and I think that's why, that's why I read first Peter a minute ago is because his peace transcends all understanding where we might think, mm-hmm. Hey, that's the next step. And this is where God has us. This maybe is where it's, we'll find peace. Maybe it's not. Maybe, right. maybe where we're at is where we're supposed to be at. And maybe we were trying to jump the gun a little bit and maybe we're going to learn a lesson in that of, you know, of patience that way. But so, you know, just letting you guys know that, I mean, I do feel like it's God's will, but we are having to learn patience and we are waiting and, and we don't know what's going to happen. So, but with that being said, I do want to read, um, or excuse me, I was in Philippians a minute ago. Now I'm in first Peter, excuse me. Um, chapter five, verses six and seven, it says, humble yourselves, therefore under God's mighty hand that he may lift you up in due time, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. That's right. And I think that's the most important thing. We've read that a couple of times on this podcast, but I think there's a couple of things that, you know, you can take out here. And, and this is what we've taken out of it is, is God will lift you up in due time. His time, his plan, his will is perfect. He's working all things together for our good. And we know that, that God's plan is, is it. I mean, and it might not look like us selling this house and getting to our quote unquote dream home. You know, and it, it might not look like that. It might look like something completely different. There may be a house out there that's even, that's even better that, you know, God was like, just hold on. That one looks good, but just hold on. Yeah. Cause I've got something better. I mean, I don't know. Or, or maybe we're supposed to be in this house because we maybe we're know. supposed to reach our community in, in, in like this right neighborhood. Now. I don't maybe, know. Maybe there's someone out there that's listening to this podcast that's kind of in the same like, boat that doesn't really know where they're supposed to go, what their next steps look like. But I can say just from looking in my past and looking at God's faithfulness through my life, I've never regretted waiting on his timing. No, absolutely not. And I mean, the thing is, is we, all our hope is in him. Yeah. Regardless of what happens, you know, and, and like I said, our situation right now, yeah, it's a house. It's, you know, for a lot of people, it's, it's not that big of a deal. And listen, I'm not asking any viewers out there, 
to, you know, I'm not necessarily asking you guys to, to walk alongside of in, in this step of life. It's not like, you know, we have a sick child or a sick parent or a sick friend right. or, you know, financial trouble. It's none of that. You know, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, and praise God. you know, we're worrying about things that don't really matter to be completely honest with you. And, and to be fair, most things well, that we thing. worry about matters don't matter to the father. I, mean, I think so. And I think that's why the word says, you know, ask in accordance to his will and it'll yeah. be given to you. And, and we believe that. And so, like I said, but the most important thing that you got to remember is in accordance to his will. And a lot of people take that as know what that looks like. <laughs> correct. A lot of people think that means, Oh, God will give you anything. No, it said in accordance to his will. And that's one thing yeah. that we're having to learn. And so kind of to wrap this up, um, I want to just finish in John 14. It's verse 25 through 27. It says, all this I've spoken, and this is Jesus speaking. It says, all this I've spoken while still with you, but the advocate, the Holy Spirit. And I just want to take a minute to read what an advocate is. So I looked up the definition. It's a person who supports you, who is in your corner, who is in favor of you. So you could also read this as, but the person who supports you, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all the things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I live leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give you, I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. My peace I leave you. My peace I give you. You You have an advocate. You have a supporter. It's the Holy Spirit. And praise God that we have somebody that can get us through our anxiety, that we have somebody that can get us through our worry. Because at the end of the day, like I said earlier, you know, a lot of things that we worry about are things that don't matter, you know. What am I wearing? What am I, you know, what am I buying? What am I wearing? What am I doing? I mean, these things, listen, if it doesn't matter, if it's not in accordance to his will, you know, I I don't remember. Did you read when you were reading in Matthew about when Jesus said, don't worry about tomorrow Mm -hmm. for the, you know, tomorrow has enough worries in itself. You know, Jesus was very quick to tell everybody, does God not protect or does God not to provide for the birds in the air? Then even more so. He'll provide for you. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important that remember that Jesus took it a step to say, does he not take care of everything that he's created? Even more so, would he not give to you? The one that, what does yeah. he say? The like one that cares for you. we know how to give our kids good gifts, and we live in this sinful, fallen world, how much more does the Father know how to give good gifts to us? Absolutely. So, in saying all that, we just want to encourage you guys, um, from faith or fear, as as a couple and as a family and as you know people who go through it just like everybody else we just want to encourage you guys stay rooted in the word and yeah. cast all anxiety on him the one who cares for you guys we appreciate you tuning in this week guys as usual you can watch every episode on youtube now which i encourage you to do subscribe to the channel you can also listen on spotify or apple podcast share it with your friends or family you can follow us on facebook TikTok, Instagram. We're just trying to grow the community, guys. And again, it's not about me. It's not about us. It's about furthering the kingdom. Appreciate it, guys. We love you, and we'll see you next week.